sister welcome to coxie's excellent endeavors and as always we've got chat we got tune we have coil
Sir Alex, so much happened over the course of those two legs, but, but do you think the, the, the key moment was, was Raphael sending off? No doubt about that. They'll never win it. They'll never win that game. Never get through. If you have 11 men. Well, 11 men, no problem. Young boy, been experienced, but they, they got him sent off. Everyone sprinted towards the referee. Typical Germans. You can't, you can't dispute that. They're like that. You typical Germans. I'll tell you, typical Germans. It's craft work. And this is for Florian Schneider.
If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are huge. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not any human fucking being. You are nothing but unorganized, drive-assed pieces of amphibian shit. First up was Colourbox with the official Colourbox World Cup theme, one of the greatest pieces of music from the 80s, made even more sweet with a lovely old photo of Bobby Robson in a West Bromwich Albion shirt on the cover and Jimmy Hill on the other side of the cover. Um, that was then followed by Kraftwerk, Computer Love, blah, 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 Coldplay. And then finally, I played that horrible noise by a band called Acme from Germany, who were around in the mid-90s. Very powerful. Right, so, as always, get your thoughts in for this week's guest's um, favourite egg dish. That's that's a given. That's a given. Get on with it. Um, we'll have true or false a bit later. Uh, and it's a good one this week. It really is a good one. So, I think I'm going to play some more tunes. I'm just going to play you a couple of things that I have been listening to 
this very week and uh, see what you think.
indeed dear boy what a wonderful trio so beginning that was <clears throat> the jackson five and michael jackson being about 10 years old singing a song called uh sure thing uh all kinds of wrong really but absolutely brilliant song and you know i don't know whether it's acceptable to still like jackson five or michael jackson but i do um Jackson 5, brilliant, and he just had an amazing voice. It's just a shame he, um, well, let's just not go there. Uh, so, second up was The Modern Lovers. Um, Jonathan Richmond, famous for Roadrunner mainly, but that song's great, and that whole album's great. I've been listening to it a lot this week. And then the the last in, in the trio was my dear old friends, Rosebud, with a new song which appears on a tape release a compilation tape release um which is giving uh, proceeds to the refuse charity which um supports people victims of, of domestic abuse uh, the song's called and so on and so forth which is it's called well, it's called that, uh, and it's, the tape label is called Constant Existential Crisis, and it's run by a very lovely boy called Tom. And I heartily encourage you to buy it because not only does it feature Rosebud, it also features uh, other local um, heroes, Deathly Pale Party, and also some some pretty well known national names like Nocturnal Emissions. There's some the, the Taster songs on Bandcamp are superb. So I highly recommend it. So go to constantexistentialcrisis.bandcamp.com. Give some money. Get some good tunes. Simples, as they say. So this week's true or false. One for you to ruminate on. So true or false. True or false. Netflix is shit. Uh, let me know. Have a guess. And um, we'll be answering whether that's true or false later on in the show. Let's play some more music. Face it! 
of a cherry that had no stone. I gave my love a chicken that had no bones. I gave my love a story that had no Sorry.
Three more beauties. First was Jaded Eyes, I Never Want to Die, and that's from their new album on Boss Tunage Records, the UK's premier punk label. Go and check it out. That was followed up by one of my favourite electronic acts, Vatican Shadow. Um, that's from a release that came out a few years ago, Media in the Service of Terror, and that song is called Ziad Jara Studied Mathematics. Sounds very complicated. And then finally was the masters of Scottish lilting rock, uh, Deacon Blue, from their second album, When the World Knows Your Name. Um, superb song. All the more better to hear it in all its glory live. Ricky Ross, Lorraine McIntosh giving it some. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So nearly time for my special guests. Someone who's had a rather illustrious career, which has taken her from rock journalism to porn to the justice system. And there's not many people who've followed that career path. Let's, uh, I'll let that sink in. I'm going to play one song before she comes on. And, well, we'll soon find out a bit more who that is. <laughs> Now my court is in session, will you please stand? First, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Judge Hundred Years. Some people call me Judge Dredd. Now I am from Ethiopia. Try hard, you rude boys, for shooting black people. In my court, on the beat top, cause I'm Bex, and I am the rude boy today. Who got this? Yes, sir. Rude boy, Adolphus Chase. Yes, sir. Rude boy, Emmanuel Zachariah Zakipom. Present. George Robin Flea. Present. Hmm. Adolphus James. Yes, sir. I see where you have been charged. Ten children with intent. Five murder charge, six grab and flee charge. But you are not guilty. Oh, guilty or not guilty? Not guilty, sir. I don't care what they say, take 400 years, stand down. Emmanuel Zachariah Zakipam. Yes, sir. You've been charged, 15 charge of shooting intent, 15 murder charge. And I heard that you was the one. Down there in Sutton Street, who tell the judge, good boys don't care. Well, this is King Street, and my name is Judge Dredd, and I don't care. Now take 400 years. I don't know what say, you know, you are. Oh, shut what they tried to shoot me, too. No, you are, but I didn't shoot him. Well, quiet. 400 more years for you. Judge, grab and flee. Yes, sir. Stop your crying, good boys don't cry, that's what I hear. I didn't read you no know, love. I don't hear, hush up. This is my court. You're charged for robbing school children. Robert aggravation. Good man, I take my sentence and see you shoot man, you know. I see them about to have a judge come up and try you know, and I take my sentence, you know, sir. 
So, uh, career path, tell me. <laughs> well, the, the career path that's kind of gone over the deep edge. Um, yeah, well, since I left university in the late 80s, uh, I got a very disreputable job, contrary to the hopes of my parents. All the fees that they paid for my girls' school, they went, that went straight down the toilet as I joined Paul Raymond. <laughs> and worked on his magazines for a number of years um, and then went to work at Kerrang for the whole of the 90s uh, before leaving there and training as a barrister and now I'm a criminal barrister and have been practising since 2002. Well, I would say that is probably the only person in the world who's had that career path. I think that's a fairly safe bet, yeah. Um. I'm going to have to ask, in terms of uh, juvenile boy territory, um, what on earth did you do working for Paul Raymond? Well, in the main, uh, I would write uh, readers' letters. Oh, no! No! disturbing is uh if not me there are other people listening to this of a certain age who may yeah. have read those letters So, so you were, so you were doing your uh, legal qualifications while you, while all this stuff was going on, yeah. Anecdotes. Let's move on to Kerrang. <laughs> I'm not sure I can 
not sure that uh, any of the anecdotes that I've got about what we used to come across in the office, as it were, <laughs> would be suitable for public consumption. Okay. So, Kerrang, who are the best people? What What is your... Uh, no, what was your finest moment when you worked at Kerrang? Oh, God. Um, and that would be really hard to pick because it was basically um, your kind of dream job. It was like working on a fanzine, certainly for most of the time I was there. Um, it was like working on a fanzine that had some money and was paying you. Um, and we were basically left to our own devices uh, to, to get on with... Putting out the magazine every week. So what? Um, so so so, so 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 what's your kind of timeline from when you work for them? Uh, I started working there in August nineteen ninety when they wanted to start. Perfect, perfect timing for grunge. Like yeah, yeah. Um, and my last day there was thirty first of December nineteen ninety nine. Oh crikey! So you were there quite a while. It was the best time, really, to be working in the music business, certainly the 90s. Uh, it was still when record labels had money <clears throat> to spend doing promotion and would send you off on amazing trips and that sort of thing. Um, it was, But it was before the internet, so people needed to have magazines to find out what was going on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we were not corporate, certainly not at the beginning. It got kind of that way towards the end, which is one of the reasons I left. Um, but the, the, certainly the, up until about 1996, it was kind of the halcyon days of getting involved in the music business. Well, Kerrang! changed. Um, it, it, well, if you, if you probably put all their cover issues um together on on a page it wouldn't mm. seem so quick but it did seem like a quick change from Krang went from being hair metal thrash metal and a, let's have a little bit of grunge and hardcore and then it was it was more kind of the grunge grunge hardcore kind of stuff yeah. than well that, that was probably um, partially my fault as well because oh it's not a fault Yeah. You know, the traditional metal, which I knew nothing about whatsoever. Good. Keep it that way. It's hor <laughs> It's horrible. It's a horrible well, job. I had to do a bit of a crash course in it. When I was first there, they were still covering a lot of the pop rock bands, as we used to call them. Oh, terrible. Um, and uh, so I rapidly had to learn about appalling bands like um, Bang Tango, Britney <sighs> Fox, Pretty Boy Floyd and all that Oh, type dear. Of Britney Fox, that, yeah. that's just, oh, that's wrong, that, <laughs> that's just like a horrible christening in um, Alabama, that's just terrible. Yeah, that, you believe me, that that's probably not um, far off. Yeah. <laughs> Little
okay, so um, main question for everyone who comes on this show: favorite egg dish? Scrambled egg. Interesting. So, why? Because um, it, you can make it very quickly, and it goes with a lot of other things, and it's not very fattening, which for a woman of my age is very important. Well, I think that's bollocks because you're svelte. So, um, <laughs> I just, I just hide it. The, the the problem I have with scrambled egg, it's hard to keep warm. Well, that's you have to eat it as soon as you've made it. True, true. Which is why I won't have it in hotel buffets. <laughs> yeah, and it's powdered egg when you get it there. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, you've got, I, I mean, this is one of the most cheesy questions, but it always conjures up good answers. So, um, tell me about, you're going to have a dinner party. Right, yeah. tonight, Claire, you're going to have a dinner party. You can invite anybody you like, alive, dead, yeah. fantasy, mythical, even, even people who don't exist. And uh, gonna bring them in. I mean, tell me about this dinner party food, people, tunes, whatever. Well, if I was if I was having a dinner party, um, I'm not sure I would play music all the time because my music would be far too loud for conversation. Yeah. So if I was having a dinner party. Um, I would probably, I would certainly invite Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam, purely so that I can apologise to him for uh, the last time I went out to dinner with him. Okay. So, well, there's a story there. Come on. Extremely drunk. Um, and I would certainly, I mean, most of my other invitees would be um, people that I have seen in films mainly. So I would certainly have. Kerry Thomas. Yes. My favourite. Absolute shower. Absolute yeah. shower. And Leslie Phillips, who I once had the pleasure of interviewing, who was fantastic. Ding dong. Um, and I suspect they, they know each other because they were in a film yes. together in 1975. So oh. um, I would definitely have those two. Um, they, 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 would, they would definitely on the uh, kind of... Uh, Comical, sexist, double entendre scene of the oh, time. Yeah. You know. and, and I, I would have my mate Stuart, who I've known since my Kerrang days, because he and I share a love of Perry Thomas and Leslie Phillips. Yeah, um, Stuart's here. We love Stuart. So, um, and he would be there. I'd have Robin Asquith, <laughs> because he's very entertaining. Um he does lots of stuff on Twitter. Um, does he? If, you, if anyone's read his autobiography, then you'll know why you need him at a dinner party. Because mm. he's very well connected within entertainment and has some amazing stories. Interesting. Um, I'll definitely have Molly Sugden, purely because she's my heroine. Yes. Uh, absolute uh, idol of me. When you say heroine...
I've not, I've not um, to be fair. I've uh, I saw plenty of photos of her at the time, yeah. and um, you know it was all lovely. But um, so she, she she must be she must be sixties uh, seventies. Oh, all right, okay. Which is brilliant. <laughs> um, and I would definitely try to have someone write for Viz so that I could <laughs> uh, discuss with them all of my favourite old Viz uh, cartoon strips. Because when I first used to buy Viz was in about 1982 when it was still a fanzine. Yeah. And I used to order it from the house in Lily Crescent in Newcastle. Newcastle, where yeah. Brothers lived. And it would get, I would send the postal order and it would get delivered to my house and I would take it into school. Um, so, amazing. I, I would definitely have someone from that, that era of this. Wow. I, I mean, this is a film in the making. <laughs> but it is, though, isn't it? When you think about it. I would hope so. Um, and who else, who else would I uh, like to see there? Well, how oh, big is it? Yeah, JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Simply because I, I think I have an unpredictable time with him there. Yes, he's been very unpredictable with actually very unpredictable, um, unpredictable with music journalists. So. Um, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think. And he used to teach my mate um, uh, martial arts as well. So. Yeah, I mean JJ, JJ is definitely in. So okay, so that's dinner party done what i want to talk about next is a forensic investigation into craig david um is that the sort of thing you you might be up for yeah well the only thing i'd like to uh, say about craig david is that um i checked into the lyrics of a, a song that uh, asked me to look at 
And um, I'm afraid there's no mitigation in there. It's an imprisonable offence. Really? Well, it's rubbish, isn't it? Well, the music or the lyrics? Oh, both. Oh, Claire, come on, please. I mean, Craig David. It's Craig David. Something to say, something to say. All right. Can you feel me in? Come on. Can you feel me in? Do you want to be feel me in? Let's talk about it. I was checking this girl next door when her parents went out. She phoned, say, hey, boy. With a bottle of red wine, ready to pour Dressed in a long black satin, laced to the floor So I went in, then we sat down, stopped kissing, caressing Told me about jacuzzi, sounded interesting So we jumped right in All calls diverted to answer phone Please leave a message after the tone I mean, me and her parents were kind of cool But they were the fine line between me and you Them. So it was early morning, thought we better be leaving So I gave you my jacket for you to hold Told you to wear it cause you felt cold I mean, me and I didn't mean to break the rules I weren't trying to play mum and dad for fools We were just doing things young people in love do Parents trying to find out what we were up to Saying, why can't you keep your promises no
see two shadows moving in your bedroom light Now you're dressed in black when I left you were dressed in white Can you feel me? Can you feel me? Cause I've ready to answer And thought about these lyrics and just thought on a kind of sad Alan Partridge level. Um, oh, well, I'd have him to everything, he's he is my deity, so um, so yeah, so I always thought listening to these lyrics, well, well, having seen the, the video of it. Um, it's a grown woman. It's a grown woman. I don't. If she lives with her parents, I'm fair enough. It's a grown woman. But the whole lyrics are about well, her invasive parents asking about um, what she'd be doing, which I find really strange for a song that I think it was number one at the time. Yeah, it's it's very strange. So okay, well, so so okay then. If you're, if this is law, you know, she's ringing you up saying, "Oh, I'm spot bother." Um, so she's had, uh, the following thing, put to her, calls Dovet to answer phone. What will, eh? Well, quite right. <laughs> Where's the criminal offence? Yeah, okay. So appalling. Did, did, have you not, did you hit, find this really bad? I, I looked at the lyrics while I was listening to it, um, because obviously you can look up the lyrics yeah. anywhere. Um, and I was thinking, somebody's actually paid to buy this record. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you listened to it? Yeah. Oh. So, okay then. So. Here's what we used to call a Quranic performance. Okay. So, so how. <laughs> so, how, how would you defend this? Uh, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, you was standing, no G, uh, just an apostrophe, with a bottle of red wine ready to pour. Um, when you say defend it, what do you mean? Well, I, I mean, it's all part of the character assassination, I think. By who? The parents? Uh, well, interestingly, yeah. I mean, that comes from the boyfriend, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think she, I don't think they said that because I'd gone out for a bloody, I don't know, 
McDonald's down the the driving or whatever. It's Percy. <laughs> well, that's thorough. Um, I'm right at the start. You were standing with a bottle of red wine ready to pour. Actually, that's Craig David. That's not. In fact, where's the accusatory? Um, I think it's the chorus you're talking about. Right, in fact, right, sorry. Wearing a jacket, whose property? Well, how, how would you address it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going back to that now. So, wearing a jacket, whose property? You know? Yeah. Well, it's his. It's his jacket. So, yeah. it's not a stolen jacket. No. So, there's, there's no criminal offence there. Which would be what I'd be telling her to say to her parents. <laughs> the whole thing's ridiculous, isn't it? Mental. It, it, it's. The whole premise is um, just. Good for you. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, they're not cross examining if they're meaning to cross examine her, they're not cross examining her in the right way. Uh, because they're leaving their questions far too open. Um, leaving her the opportunity to give her give her her own narrative in response. Whereas the idea of cross examination is to basically be making a statement that sounds like a question. Yeah. Um, where in only um, you're narrowing down what the answer might be. So if you're cross-examining her, you'd be saying, um, you're not wearing your own jacket, are you? You're wearing somebody else's jacket, aren't you? And you see, she can only respond by either saying yes or no. Amazing. I'll tell you, you what. You said you'd been queuing for a taxi, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's steady on. Steady, <laughs> steady, steady on. <laughs> right, so okay. They really have to be nah, they're fucked. I mean, let's face it. He don't know what he's on about. Brilliant. Okay, so. So, and I didn't actually. I, I don't know if I warned you in advance, but pick a song that doesn't have to mean anything to you, but just pick a song that you can talk about. Because I'll play this, obviously I'll cut and splice now, but just pick a song that means something to you and say something good about it. Wow. Um, song that means something to me. Well, that would probably be have to be the opening track off my favourite record, um, which is uh, Venus Luxor, Number One Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys. Wow. And yeah. Um, and that is a record that means um, a lot to me. It's from a, the, probably the greatest year of music that I can think of, 1993. Um, that I obviously know, got to know them very well. We covered them in the magazine. I think yeah. we were one of the first um, magazines to cover them. 
tremendous live band, obviously hugely influential, probably more so than people realised at the time. Mm. Um, and it's a record that still sounds amazing 27 years later. Yeah, totally agree. Amazing band, Girl, Girls Against Boys, just, yeah, sexy, sexy. Uh, <laughs> what else can you say about Girls Against Boys? Sexy and cool and suave.
Thanks to the lovely Claire Dows there, um, actually fulfilled a dream of mine in that uh, forensic investigation of Craig David's film in. I think it would make a superb courtroom drama, a kind of 12 Angry Men of the 2000s. But yes, it also got me thinking um, of another time, another lifetime almost, talking about Kerrang. And I went down into my uh, basement and dug out a big box of clippings from a band I was in many moons ago called Shutdown. And there we have it on the Kerrang! playlist. What was it? Uh, playlist. What's hot on the Kerrang! deck? Uh, Claire's for that particular week or month was Social Distortion, White Light, White Heat, White Trash, Bush, Razor Blade, Suitcase. Mm, I bet she's been embarrassed about that. And Shutdown, Icarus, our last album. So, all good and, you know, six degrees of separation and all that. Right, let's, um, oh, true or false, um, Netflix is shit, is true. It's rubbish, absolute rubbish. The programmes that they make themselves and the films they make are just like bad American TV movies. Um, I watched one series called The Stranger with the woman out of Bally Kiss Angel in and it was rubbish. Um, Tiger King, rubbish. It's just rubbish. Get, get on a bloody pirate streaming site and get some good films down you. Right, I'm going to play some music and I'm going to play this week's da, 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 coil followed by this week's fall.
Why aren't you singing our drinking song? Um, I've forgotten the words. Skull, 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 skull.
Life in the Bavarian forest was boring. The big event was me and Ronnie Rabbit watching a leaf fall down. A leaf! I saw a leaf! Hey. Then one day I discovered Hofmeister Lager with a picture of my grandpa on it. It had a cool cut on the back of the throat that was so good I decided to leave the forest. And so I found companionship. Trouble Trent, he bought to finish you to chalk. I found the left hand screw to kiss onto the pink. I found more companionship. But most of all, I found Hofmeister on draft. The moral is, if you want poetry, stand and stare. But if you want great lager, follow the bear. Hey. Hofmeister, a great lager, follow the bear. So that was Coil with Cold Cell from the Ape of Naples album, followed by The Fall with theme from FC from Sparta FC, sorry. Uh, and that comes from the EP of the same name. And then there was a couple of shit lager adverts. Which reminds me, I dedicate the uh, Pixies song to a friend of mine. Uh, let's call him Shay. He's a postman. And I like to occasionally go to Blackpool with him. Um, to a punk rock festival called Rebellion. He lives in a re- relatively uh, affluent part of the world. I don't think his house is particularly affluent. But... but um, he's a postman, and on his round are some very famous people. And what we like to do is send those people postcards from Blackpool. So recipients have been uh, Ashley Cole, John Terry, Michael Caine, and Derek Griffiths. It amuses me greatly. Probably not them, but it's the little things in life, isn't it? It's the little things. Right, I'm going to play a song now. Loads of dedications this week. That's all you need. Uh, And this is to my long-suffering work colleague, James, who will be sat eagerly listening to this in his cramped uh, room in his parents' house in Wolverhampton. Um, This is Live Forever by The Oasis. Maybe I don't really want to know how you got in girls Cause I just want to fly Lately, did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain As I soaked you to the bone Yeah. 
After Oasis was uh, Ed West, Edwin Wesley, um, Astley rather, as in Rick, um, the theme from the Baron TV series in the 60s, that was followed up by, of course, Wham, Club Tropicana. Anyway, while that was playing, <coughs> excuse me, while that was playing, the Ape of Naples has actually popped in to give us a bit of a steer on the best meat deals in the Midlands this week. Raising stake for the win, then. Brilliant. Uh, right, not long left now. Uh, I, this week, I'm not fluffing for John. Uh, I'm fluffing for music for the ronks. Music from the ronks, not for the ronks. Well, it could be for the ronks as well, but it's from the ronks. Um, and I'm delighted to be doing that. Um, I think they've got a session of fairly chilled tunes to take you into uh, the bank holiday which is fantastic so i'm going to play a couple of tunes and then i'm going to bugger off hope you've enjoyed the show um thanks again to claire for coming on thanks to the ape of naples thanks to you lot for listening thanks to people who've put in requests thanks to me for being ace and skill and fans and um uh, yeah have a lovely bank holiday monday It'll just be the same as every other fucking day at the moment. But, you know, enjoy it, whatever you do. 
Take care out there. Take care on the stairs. Love you. Happiness, happiness, the greatest gift that I possess. I thank the Lord that I've been blessed with more than my share of happiness. To me, this world is a wonderful place. I'm the luckiest human in the human race. I've got no silver and I've got no gold, but I've got happiness in my soul. Happiness to me is an ocean tide, a sunset fading on a mountainside, a big old heaven full of stars above. When I'm in the arms of the one I love, oh, happiness, happiness. The greatest gift that I possess I thank the Lord that I've been blessed With more than my share of happiness Happiness is a field of grain Turning its face to the falling rain I see it in the sunshine, breathe it in the air Happiness, happiness everywhere A wise old man told me one time Happiness is a frame of mind When you go to measuring a man's success Don't count money, count happiness Oh, happiness, happiness The greatest gift that I possess I thank the Lord that I've been blessed With more than my share of happiness Oh, happiness, happiness The greatest gift that I possess I thank the Lord that I've been blessed with more than my share of happiness I got more than my share of happiness
fucking ain't fade out. I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. Just tell them to fuck off. Just a jacket. None of anyone's business. <laughs>